This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. All right. Good morning, everybody. So for those of you who can make it, we're doing the laboring lecture series tonight at DU. I'm going to talk through one of the pearls I'm going to be giving in case people are working and not able to come tonight. It'll be a different case just to keep things spicy for tonight. But this is a case I had when I was in fellowship or I saw when I was in fellowship. So it's a 18 year old woman. She comes in. She's actually had a history of prior ectopic pregnancy and she's coming in with what looks like another ectopic pregnancy. She's got a bunch of pain in her abdomen. She's feeling really lightheaded, dizzy low blood pressure, high heart rate. And while she's in the department, she gets a quick bedside ultrasound done that shows free fluid in her abdomen. At that point, or shortly thereafter,wards she codes. And we start pouring blood products into her and we actually get her resuscitated and we get OBGYN down to the bedside. And they are understandably very, very hesitant to take this woman to surgery without a urine pregnancy test. Because they're like, if she's not pregnant, if this is bleeding from some other source, there's kind of nothing for us to do. You need a different surgeon. And so they're refusing to take her up to the OR until they have a positive pregnancy test back. During the code, the woman became incontinent, so she now has no urine. We catheter, we straight catheter, and we get no urine out. So we can send a beta HCG. This woman is incredibly tenuous, and we're basically pouring blood products into her, trying to get her just to perfuse her kidneys enough to make a little bit of urine. Another option to use in that case is whole blood. So I'm not sure if anybody's seen this before, but on the actual little cartridges that we have in the emergency department that we use for point-of-care pregnancy tests, all of the major brands that are used in the United States are actually already approved to be used on urine and serum. But since most of us don't keep a centrifuge in the emergency department where you can spin blood down and just get serum to test a urine pregnancy test, whole blood is another option. So this study came out in 2012. It's from Maimonides, which is based out of Brooklyn. They studied 633 female patients of childbearing age. Average age was 30. And they just tested them. They tested their urine. They tested their serum. They tested their whole blood. And they used a formal blood draw for their whole blood. And it came back that by just a tiny tiny sliver of a margin, whole blood was actually more accurate than testing urine. More sensitive and more specific. So maybe even a little bit better than testing urine. A couple of things to go with that. This is a formal blood draw, so they're not using capillary blood. Just a couple of drops of what you're drawing out of an arm is great. Put it in the same reservoir that you would use for a urine test. And then because it's a little bit more viscous, it takes longer for that test to become positive or for the necessary amount of fluid to diffuse across the assay. And so you need to wait a full five minutes where most pregnancy tests with urine you can wait to. So it's a little bit longer in the order of minutes, but certainly can be a lot faster in people that we're pushing to get a test done for. In this patient, she had gotten a transfusion before we had gotten a blood draw from her. She had kind of quickly coded and gotten a, a transfusion. I think she'd gotten one unit in. So we were nervous that any beta HCG may have been diluted to the point that the whole blood test wasn't going to work. Thankfully, it did come back positive. OB felt confident in that. They took her to the OR. She had another salpingectomy, and was they were able to stop the bleeding. She ended up walking out of the hospital neurointact. So... It was a cool case, but something to keep in the back of your mind that that's another option. There are also, I'll say, some tests that have come out. No lab company can just stand with their test being used for something it wasn't approved for. So there are new assays that have come out that are finger stick tests, so they're approved for capillary blood. They're more expensive. We do mostly blood draws on these people anyway, so I don't know that that's necessarily helpful for us to stock in the department, but something to be aware of if you see it somewhere else. There are specific tests that you can use capillary blood for. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Health One Continental Division, and Swedish Medical Center for their financial contributions to the EMM. Donations from them and listeners like you make it possible for us to fulfill our mission of producing and spreading free medical education to the masses. If you enjoy our show, please consider making a one-time or reoccurring donation to help cover our operational costs and keep the EMM awesome. 
Click on the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.